0: Hello and welcome to Strange Pathways. I am your host, Scott Morton. Thank you once again for joining me. Most of you will be listening to this, I imagine on Halloween. So do me a favor. Wait until it gets dark out. If you're listening to this while it's light, just come back to it. Wait until it gets good and dark. 10:30, 11 pm. Go into your room, turn off all the lights. I want you to get in bed, pull those covers up tight, get just a little bit scared, and hit play. Our first tale comes to us from a well I go to quite often. Lon Strickler's amazing phantomsandmonsters.com These are the often repeated experiences of MC. And I find that. it's You have some people who have one and done. They see something once, a ghost, a UFO, Bigfoot, and that's it. They're done. And then you have others where that phenomenon seems to follow them. And MC, the encounters definitely follow him. Now, MC, they live in Anadarko, Oklahoma. But they're originally from San Diego. These, these encounters, they're going to go all the way back to 1976. Now, MC, and the father the mother of the family, all three of them moved from San Diego to Spring Valley. MC's mother worked nights as a nurse for Mercy Hospital, and she usually worked somewhere in the range of 10 p.m. until 8 a.m., and being that they only have a single car, well, rituals developed, and this late-night ritual that that MC and their father have is stopping by Taco Bell. They drop the mother off to work and then they go to Taco Bell. On the way home, they're heading east. MC spots an object outside of their window facing south. It's this white orb-like object just above the hills and it's following them, following them on a horizontal course. Now, MC goes, Dad, look at this. And the dad just thinks, ah, oh, MC's M- kidding. MC's joking. He's making it up. But whenever the father sees it, he becomes terrified. Now, everybody thinks their father is the toughest man alive. But the way MC puts it, six foot eight. <sighs> six foot eight. If you've got any amount of muscle on you and you're six, eight, you're not scared of a lot. MC said he had never seen his father afraid of anything, but now his father's afraid, which makes me kind of wonder. Did MC's father go through something that he didn't tell MC about? Because this stuff, it also seems to be generational uh, people who are abducted, their children will be abducted, and then their children will be abducted right down on through genetic line. Emcee and their father, uh, they continue home, and they're just, kind okay, of keep the eye on the road, look over, there's the light. Eyes on the road, look over quick, there's the light. And finally, that object climbs out of view into the sky. They rush to the house. The father's leading the way, unlocks the door, sets the food on the railing, and closed the door. And then that's whenever the doorbell rang. Now, his father's friends, they know that because of the mother's schedule, they're kind of night owls. And they're thinking it's one of the father's friends. So the son opens the door. The father's going, no, don't open it. Please don't open it. Please. And that's whenever MC sees what he describes as a being standing on their doorstep. The white glowing craft is just over their street. MC can now see this is a disc-shaped craft. Craft. And the being, the being has the head of a male lion, a black robe with stars, galaxies, and comets. And the objects, these stars, these comets, these galaxies, they're moving. The galaxies are swirling. The comets are shooting. The stars are twinkling. This being, the lion-headed being, roars. MC and his father fall back on the floor and everything goes black. MC's mother found them the next day in the hallway. They'd never come to pick her up. She's yelling at them. What are you doing? Why isn't MC at school? MC begins to explain, but MC's dad looks at him shut up be quiet now here's the thing I, I, I know things are different today because I see the way children te- teach their parents yes I said that children will teach their parents parents try to be friends to their children nowadays instead of, instead of you don't want to be their friend you want to be their guide You want to be their mentor. You want to be their teacher, right? And I'll tell you what. I'm a child of the 70s. I was born in 74. Don't disobey your father. So, MC doesn't say anything. MC does tell his mother later. He can't really keep it in. He tells his mother after school while his dad's at work. And his mother, she listened, but MC doesn't think that their mother believed them. Flash forward, 1985, MC's 15, and now they're living in El Reno, Oklahoma. MC and a bunch of their friends are leaving another friend's house. There's there's a lot of them, 15 to 18 guys. It's around 8 p.m., and they were going to go to Booker T. Washington's gym to play basketball. All of a sudden, this object falls out of the sky from the south heading to the north, and it's making a buzzing noise. It's kind of like a helicopter, but louder. All of these guys, 15 to 18 guys, they look up, and they see a large ball of light about 20 feet in diameter, and it smells right? Whenever I was first reading this, I was thinking, oh, shooting star. But no, this thing smells like sulfur. It's changing color white, to yellow, to green, to blue, to red, back to white. It's either landing or crashing or doing something halfway between. And it's going down in the neighborhood park, about 10 blocks away from them. Now, One of the guys looks at MC and goes, let's go see what that is. MC's very into science. He's even got a nickname, the professor. Cool nickname. But MC's scared. And he, no. No, let's not go. And oddly enough, that's all it takes. They just go back to playing basketball. Flash forward to 1991. MC is now in the Oklahoma National Guard. MC's a new father, and the first Iraq war is on. MC's waiting to get sent over. The new year is brought in with his child, his girlfriend, and they're staying at their mother's house. Now, it's between 1 and 1.30 a.m. Embassy's off. He's walking across the bandfield towards home when he sees an object in the northwest. It, it looks like a star, but it's got a tail streaming from it, and white objects are falling from it towards the ground. He's thinking, wait a minute, this is the Russians. Actually, Russians are a second thought. His first thought is, is that Jesus has returned. But his second thought, it's the Russians. Tinker Air Force Base is about 25 miles from El Reno. Surely it's the Russians. He's kind of indecisive. Should he go and warn his mother and his little brother? Or should he turn around, warn his girlfriend and his child? The object is coming closer and closer. Then beams of light shoot out of the front of it. Now he's convinced it's a plane. He's, he's thinking that it's a 747 in the middle of a crash. And he's feeling horrible for the people. But then the headlights start sweeping the ground. Okay. Maybe they're just looking for a place to ditch. But where does a 747 get searchlights? One beam of light shoots to the north, another to the south. They both come together on MC, standing in the middle of the bandfield. And then, boom, they go out. The craft is right in front of him whenever his sight comes back from the bright lights. It's a disc-shaped craft. The back end is blown off of it. Debris is falling off the back end toward the ground. But when it reaches the ground, that debris just evaporates. The UFO is trailing smoke. It's, it's got rows of windows on its side. and The lights inside the UFO are emergency red. And there are silhouettes of, of creatures running back and forth. One of them stops, looks down at MC. MC feels the need to make contact. He grabs this flashlight on his keychain, flashes it up a couple of times. No response. Waves his right arm. The being in the craft waves its arms back. MC, both arms. The being, both arms. There's a vehicle stopping on the street behind MC. Another witness joins him. Both of them stood there looking at each other for what felt like hours. Another figure who was running past it stopped looked down and grabbed the other being who was like flailing its arms inside mimicking what MC was doing and they go to the undamaged part of the craft boom, 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 boom six balls of light shoot out boom a seventh shoots towards the southwest all changing colors white, yellow, green, blue, red back to white He runs home, wakes up his mother, tells her what he saw. He goes to a party, tells a friend what he saw. The friend goes, you're full of crap. You're drunk. So, later on, he convinces his friend, let's come over to my house. We'll watch the news. That's whenever an anchor woman, he even remembers the anchor woman's name. Uzi Brown Washington comes on the news and says, if you saw an object in the sky, it was. And then she's cut off. The friend is stunned and and they stayed up till five In the morning, waiting for her to come back on with news of of what was in the sky. And she never does. Our second tale is going to take us back. 1987, Wytheville, Virginia. Now, this is a small, small town. In 1987, there wasn't a lot more than 8,000 people living in Wytheville. Despite the fact that in 1987, the population was sub-10,000 people, this small town has had thousands, thousands of UFO sightings. Varied UFO sightings, mysterious patterns of light. Others say orbs that glide by silently. And there's a man there, Danny Gordon. Danny, Danny, he's lived in Wytheville his entire life. And in 1984... 1984, he was the news and sports director of WYVE Radio, which is a local radio station. Every day at this radio station, every morning, Mr. Gordon is calling the local sheriff, Wayne Pike. Now, Danny would ask him if anything's going on. October 7th, 1987 he tells he tells danny look i've had 3 police officers the, some of the some from the sheriff's office we were in fort chiswell and they say they saw a ufo gordon says what five police officers in fort chiswell a town nearby caught sight of a bright red and green craft in the night sky a lot of these guys had previous military training these are men that couldn't really be fooled easily gordon's a little taken and he goes okay okay i'll use that a 60 second story ran that day Gordon told WFXR News he was excited to share a different kind of news story. But he starts to find out this is common in Wytheville. The radio station is now receiving calls numbering in the hundreds each and every day. Every day. It's overwhelming. Gordon ends up being at the radio station until midnight trying to get his other work done because he's spending all day dealing with UFOs. Media outlets from across the country start to pick up on the stories. Television crews start popping up in Wytheville. This goes on for weeks. No two sightings are very similar. He, Gordon, a man of action, decides, why am I sitting here whenever everything is going on out there? He grabs a video camera, a still camera, and then he and a friend go out and search for UFOs. As is often the case, they go out. Hours and hours they're out. Nothing. Gordon and his friend, they're dejected. They're heartbroken. Everyone's seeing something except for us. You go out looking for it, and it doesn't show up. But whenever you're not looking for it, Such as when Gordon and his friend head back on Route 21 towards home. That's whenever they see something. They pull off the road, they jump out. Neither of them grabs a camera. But they see this object hovering in an open field, making no noise, barely moving. It's going across houses. And it's this red ball. It it just disappeared. For the life of him, Gordon doesn't understand why he didn't grab the camera. He says it's almost like they were mesmerized. He held the next day, Gordon gets up. He puts his neck on the line and holds his own news conference. Local and national networks attend, including the National Enquirer, for whatever that's worth. Pretty soon, UFO searches are an everyday thing for Gordon, his three-year-old daughter, and his wife. They weren't going to watch TV, he said. We we were going to go out, fill up the car with gas, and we would go out into the country sitting and watching the sky. Gordon is convinced he can prove what's going on. He don't think he can explain it, but he think he can prove it. Gordon starts to pal around with Paul Dellinger. Now, Paul Dellinger, he's a bureau reporter for the Roanoke Times. He had lived in Wytheville since 1966. Dellinger even worked in the same building as Gordon. And the two of them They collected all their stories, all their sightings, and they ended up writing a book in 1988. Don't look up the real story behind the Virginia UFO sightings. Eventually, through all their investigation, Gordon snaps a few photos of a craft at extremely close range. This is it. This is the thing Gordon never thought he'd get. Proof. Proof that these craft are not of this world. Gordon receives a phone call from a man who claims he's ex-military. Yes. Is this Gordon? Yeah. Your research is going to cost you everything. You need to stop for your family's sake. Click Gordon later is interviewed by two men in black suits. These two men, they claim to work for a magazine. The interview's odd. And not long after the interview, Gordon realizes that all of his photos are missing. He's furious. And he contacts the magazine for information. The magazine says, we've never heard of you. Danny Gordon, we don't know who you are. And being that we've never heard of you, Danny Gordon, we never commissioned an article about you. The stress of it's all too much for Danny Gordon. He suffers a heart attack. Gordon gives up the story at the urging of his doctor. And he's never bothered by the men in black again. Our last tale is going to take us back to August 3rd, 2022 not that long ago oxford connecticut oxford just like wytheville it's a small small town now the witness is going to go unnamed she's she's living on a 14 acre wooded property and that wooded property is surrounded by more woods the witness is driving down a driveway Whenever she sees something move. It's, it's only about four foot tall. And it's about as wide as her thigh. This thing runs out of the woods to her left. Across the driveway. And into the woods on the right. It's only about ten yards away. And this creature... Looks like a tree on legs with small arms. There are no visible curves, no hips, no shoulders, just straight. It's brown, it's skinny, no fur or hair, lightning fast. Doesn't even look like it's touching the ground. As this tree creature is running, it doesn't prance. It doesn't run like a human. Its legs are moving like it's peddling a bicycle. Now the witness, she never saw the front of it. She didn't see a face. Doesn't see any tail, ears, or any other normal body parts on this thing. It's just a, tre- a tree pedaling a bicycle. Without the bicycle. That's pretty much it. It's it's astounding for sure, but it's a very, very short encounter. But in recent weeks, I have come across more stories of trees moving by themselves. Well, I'm going to say more than I've ever had, but let's be honest here with each other. I'm coming across stories of trees moving. This is something I've not really heard of before outside of science fiction and fantasy. And not only am I coming across stories of trees moving, I'm coming across video of trees moving. Trees just moving. Photographs of, of trees leaving a trail in the dirt behind them. Now, one of these videos, and I'm going to link these videos up to the Strange Pathways Facebook page. One of these videos, it's, I've actually seen this happen before in the woods. Where the ground is loose, the trees, the wind is blowing the trees, and it almost looks like the ground is breathing. I've seen that. That's, that's perfectly normal phenomena. But whenever I see a tree move 30 feet to the right and then just stay there, not fall over, it's kind of astounding. So, my question is this. Going on the assumption that these are not fakes, what are we dealing with? Are we dealing with some natural phenomena that has rarely ever been seen? Some sort of phenomena that's maybe brand new. Right? It's, take for example, ball lightning. There has to be a first occurrence of ball lightning. There has to be a first earthquake. So is this, is what we're seeing the first signs of a new natural phenomena? It's kind of out there. Are we seeing trees? develop mobility are we seeing a massive jump forward in evolution pretty out there itself are we seeing the effects of some underground creature moving the trees some massive strong creature a lot of the native american tribes have stories about underground bigfoot called the stoneclad the Janosqua is what we're seeing something akin to that them moving the trees from down below. I mean to to grab a tree by the roots from under the ground and push it as if it were moving. I mean that's uh that's a strength. Like I I get it like Bigfoot is strong, but that's a strength I can't really comprehend. Are we seeing some sort of Some sort of possession, a spirit possession. Are we seeing a creature that is so adept at camouflage that we don't even know it exists? A giant insect, like a walking stick. This is one, I'm really curious. I want you to wrap your heads around this one. Leave a comment down below in the youtube video or send me an email at strange at gmail.com let me know if you have a theory about these please watch these videos that i'm going to link up on our facebook page watch them and shoot me a theory of what you believe is going on i'm curious i'm very curious as to what you at home think Thank you for joining us once again here on Strange Pathways. Head over to our Twitter, Pathways Strange, and our TikTok and Instagram. Both of those, Strange Pathways podcast. Like I said before, we're going to have a few photos and videos linked up on the Strange Pathways Facebook. And feel free to email me at strangepathwaysmail@gmail.com. Be sure to go over to the YouTube, click like, hit subscribe, ring that notification bell, tell a friend, tell a coworker. You know you've got that friend, that coworker that is just absolutely fascinated by the weird, the bizarre. Let them know. Let them know. Hey, I found Strange Pathways. I think you're really going to like it. Send them the link. Thank you once again for joining us here this week on Strange Pathways. Take care of yourselves and each other.